Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, the podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And it's the end of November, guys. It is. Tomorrow is December 1st. That is yeah, crazy. I guess when everyone hears this, it'll be December. It will be December, yeah. The last month of the year. I'm ready for this year to be over, but I honestly like don't. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for next year either, so... Yeah, we'll time really doesn't have any meaning anymore, so I don't really That's care. True. It's all kind of the same. I would like the sun to be up a little later, but I'm glad it's not hot. Yes, all good points. All good points. <laughs> that's that's all I've got right now. That's all I've got for today. <laughs> that's that's totally fair. Um, so what have you been watching lately, Jillian? How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was good. It was just me and Chris at home. We video chatted my parents. Honestly, that, that sounds cute. that sounds nice. Yeah, it was nice. Chris made a whole big thing, so we have lots of leftovers, too, which is really the only part I missed about not doing big Thanksgiving previously to now. Yeah, it's like all the like the crazy amounts of food you have in your fridge afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Last night, I ate a dinner roll from like the bag um, with cranberry sauce on it. Hell yeah. It was so good. Hell yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> My late you. night snack. Um <laughs> But other than food, Thanksgiving was good, and I really haven't watched much of anything. We've been watching shitty Christmas movies because yeah. tis the season. Sure so thing. we watched Love Hard on Netflix, which was so cringe. It physically hurt nice. at some points. Um, we also watched, shit, we watched one last night, A Castle for Christmas, oh, my which gosh. is Brooke Shields falling in love with Carrie Elwes. Oh like, my god. The gosh. Princess Bride. Yes, hell yes. That's it hilarious. Was horrible, but really good Scottish Highlands. So Oh god, I'll have to tell Kyler about that. He's all about he's all about Scottish Highlands right now. Yeah. Castle for Christmas, man. Castle for Christmas. <laughs> Dun Dunbar. Go Castle Dun Dunbar. <laughs> where William Wallace laid the stones and I'm like, William Wallace was not a carpenter. Dang. <laughs> He was in jail for a long time, too. Anyways, <laughs> that's all we've been watching. What have you been watching? Yeah, I feel like I am, like, off. I don't know. This last week's been weird. I don't know. The weeks that are holidays, mm-hmm. they always just, like, don't seem real. And I was yeah. out of town. I went to Cincinnati to see my parents. So I haven't really watched, like, a ton. I've mostly been, like, watching, like, random, like, investigate investigative discovery specials and stuff like that like nothing hell yeah. like in a series just kind of like one-offs because just need a little bit of something but i don't want to get too invested into anything right now but there mm-hmm. are several things that have like just come out that i'm excited about so i'm hopeful that next week i will have some good stuff to talk about hell yeah hell yeah you should stuff gets good in december and january because yes. they're going for like all the what's the tv ones the grammys and the oscars the and whatever Emmys. like emmys yeah yeah those are all soonish so all the good stuff starts coming out to get us through the winter true yeah yeah so uh hopefully next week i'll have something interesting to talk about and not be like i haven't been watching much because i feel like that's been me for the past like two months but yeah yeah well (laughs) you did go through i mean you've gone through like 14 seasons of survivor true that is true so (laughs) yeah that's a lot (laughs) that is many episodes It is. That's like 150 episodes or something. That's not a lot, Jillian. I don't know what you're talking (laughs) about. (laughs) I know. As someone who has rewatched multiple Star Trek franchises. Yeah, those are fucking long as hell. 
I know, 25 episode seasons for like eight seasons. Yeah. Mm-mm. You got a lot of episodes. Yeah. You, can't, you never run out. It's always good. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kyler would agree with you on that one. Hell yeah. Before we get into the meat of what we're going to talk about today, do you want to have yeah. a note that the day that we're recording is the first day of the Josh Duggar trial? And I wanted to yeah. say we are keeping up with that and that we will eventually have an episode about that. And we're going to do mm-hmm. like a complete episode about that. So people who do not want to hear about it do not have to listen to it at all. So like, don't worry about us just bringing it up willy nilly randomly. Yeah. But we will have an episode at some point about that all. Just so you guys know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's the first day. It seems crazy already. Yeah, I know. I'm oh, okay. Yeah. But we'll gross. address that at a different point. But yes, gross. But for today, <laughs> we are going to be finishing up season three of Welcome to Plathville. And Hell oh yeah. boy, there's a lot to talk about. Oh my god. There I always know. Okay, is so these like, people. We only did three episodes, but the last episode was an hour and a half long, and which is insane. Meaty. It was like full of stuff. It like, was so full. Yeah. It was so good. I'm, I mean, it was bad, but it was good. There's lots, lots to talk about. <laughs> but the first episode we're going to discuss is episode 10, Want to Get a Room? Mm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so this episode kind of picks right back off where the last episode left off at Mariah's first show, where Kim and some of the kids have crashed. The concert after being asked specifically not for Kim not specifically to not to come and yep. um yeah so Ethan and uh Micah are just kind of like stalking around the parking lot <laughs> looking for Kim uh-huh and Kim of course is sitting there like I can't believe that they're looking for me it's ridiculous that I can't be here and it's like it's not you were literally just like not on the list yeah that it's ridiculous that you came and are like hiding out like this like this is yeah. you're acting like a child yeah like because you can't respect somebody else's feelings yeah and wouldn't accept like i get it that it's like that's your daughter but also you fucked it up yourself <laughs> you did fuck up yourself and they did give her the option of lydia can come and film it and you can watch it that way and like that's mm-hmm. you like you fucked up and this is what you're gonna get like that's more than enough i think and yeah you're not a victim it is just the consequences of your own actions exactly <laughs> i loved how there was one part where it was like a talking head and kim talks about how she hates how stubborn ethan is and then the producer's like <laughs> i wonder where he could have gotten that from and she kind of laughs and then she like you could tell she like never thought of that like she's like i'm stubborn uh-huh. me no yeah she's like no i'm not stubborn i'm meek and uh not the headship or whatever the fuck you're supposed to be i'm the meat cute it's like honey, i don't know all it, those stupid words you are the most stubborn person in the on the planet yeah 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 okay so then ethan and micah found them right in the front of the parking lot in the other van mm-hmm. and um it was bad but not as bad as it could have been mm-hmm. i think ethan almost punched kim but didn't yes well the 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 thing is that kim like refused to get out of the car because ethan was like get out of the car and let's have like a talk like away from the rest of the kids let's talk about Uh this and she refused to get out and instead sent poor isaac out to do her fighting for her and so fucked up and of course like ethan's not going to yell at isaac it's not his fault he ethan probably feels awful for isaac because he knows what position he's in and yeah it's just so manipulative and awful 
to both Ethan and Yeah, using and your kids Isaac. as literal, like, bullet shields. Yeah. From having to deal with your, the consequences it's of your own actions. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. And I hate it. And I hate Kim. And uh, this made me lose so much hope for Lydia and Isaac. But maybe they'll get free. But right now, like, with this, Lydia's like, it's a public event at a public place. And it's like, yeah, that your your daughter told you specifically not to come to. Right, yeah. Yeah, I was, I mean, it's it's hard to be, like, angry at them because they are children that have, like, grown up in this horribly yeah. manipulative environment. But, yeah, I was a little frustrated at, like, how Lydia was, like, acting how, acting like everyone else was being ridiculous. And it's like, your mom is the one that's being ridiculous. And it's, like, yeah. kind of crazy that it's, I mean, I understand that they don't see it, but, like, to everyone else, it is very obvious. Yeah, yeah, the kids are still, like, so much under her thumb that right. they can't. I mean, it would t- completely ruin their, like, universe Yeah, to all accept known. the fact that, oh, fuck, my mom isn't looking out for me, doesn't want the best for me, right. is acting out of somewhere else. Exactly. Like, shit. <laughs> That'll shit fuck you up. indeed. Um. Oh, God. Okay, so the other part about this, the only thing that I had left to say about this little section part was Ethan... I don't remember if this was a talking head or not, but he just quietly goes, oh, I'm such a sneaky lady yeah. about Kim. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely exactly her. what I want to do is be like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, then they kind of, we kind of like in talking heads talk about like the bit, the crux of the problem with Olivia and how Olivia has talked about how like these people have literally told me that I have evil spirits inside me and like it's uh-huh. not okay to be like that. And so then they kind of try to address this. And Kim talks about how um, they think that all hatred is rooted in the devil. And so the fact that Olivia was having issues with them meant that she was, like, rooted in the devil. devil. (laughs) Which is like, Kim and Barry, look in a fucking mirror. Exactly. But also, like, uh, okay, that's fucked up. And they go on about how it wasn't their intent and whatever. But then then Barry kind of was like, yeah, I didn't realize that she, like, felt that bad about that. Like, first of all, fuck you. Right? Like, your new family is like, hey, you're evil. Don't feel bad. Yeah. And then he says he feels bad about that. that Feels bad that she had been, like, ruminating on it. And I'm like, do you, though? I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know. God, the worst part about these three episodes is I actually kind of started yes! to like Barry. It was so annoying. I'm like, please don't give me a, a Barry redemption arc. I cannot it's handle like it. It's like maybe Barry was just like an unsocialized idiot who found Kim, who was a crazy person. Like, yeah, in many know. ways. I don't know, because he's such a skis ball. Yeah, and it's like you allowed his children to be raised how they were, and he allowed him to do whatever. You know, and it's like even if oh, he yeah. wasn't yeah. as evil as Kim, like, he's still not. He's complicit, obviously. <laughs> exactly. But, like, man, I'd hate having to agree with that smug-ass face. I know. It was, that was the, that you're right. That was the absolute worst part of these episodes. I know. When it's like, oh, I didn't realize that she felt that bad. And it's like, oh, you know, if that's true. But also, I like, mean, like has it can't it... be true. You have to fucking know. Yeah. And, like, obviously she feels bad about it because she has to make these boundaries and stuff. Like, obviously you fucking like, why don't you take a second and step back and think, what have we done or said that might have made her feel this way? Maybe she has, like, yeah. a legitimate reason to feel this way. And it's not just like, oh, she hates me because the she's part of the devil. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, think maybe, for one second. Yeah. Just just take a look around. <laughs> not that hard to tell. No. 
No, and I think if she they had asked her what she was mad about those yeah. first like three years, she would have told them. Probably, yeah, probably. Maybe not clearly like she can now, but she would have been like, "You said some things that really hurt my feelings yeah. at the beginning of this." Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I don't know who to fucking thunk it. I know. Yeah, right? I don't know. Either Barry's super evil because he's just pretending to be innocent. Yes. Or he's less evil because he just really doesn't think about people outside of himself. <laughs> right. Which is like evil, but less evil than intentionally being like awful. So. Yeah. Like, is he just, is he a narcissist or evil? <laughs> Lots of layers to, to unravel. He's an onion. <laughs> he is. Exactly. So then back at the concert, Ethan gets up and introduces the band and they get started. There's they're definitely a little like rattled because they know that Kim's there, particularly um, Olivia. But yeah, they get on. They do their thing. Yeah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't perform in front of 15 people. Yeah, yeah. at least they <laughs> at least they remembered the words, unlike um, Lawson Bates. Lawson. So who's trying that. to make it like a big old career. Right, right. <laughs> Um, I forgot my own lyrics. Yeah, this is how this is how like back in the car, Lydia and Kim are all like, "Why can't we just be normal? Why can't we just show up and be normal?" And it's like because you made decisions to like, like uh-huh. because of because you are a bad person. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the reason. I mean, like Lydia probably doesn't understand the reason why they right. can't be there because. Kim's just like, she's just blowing it out of proportion. It's nothing. I just said one thing one time. Yeah, no, Lydia probably has no idea the things that Olivia has gone through at all. Oh, yeah. No, if she did, I think Lydia would like... I think at this point, Lydia would cut a bitch. I think Lydia in these couple episodes really showed that she has kind of started... Like, she's still really in line, but she's much more her own person. Right. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So Ethan does drop this little bomb that I had never fucking heard before about Mariah and her concert Mm -hmm. in this part, where he says that a few years prior, Kim wouldn't let Mariah use a couple of hundred bucks from her, like, Christmas money from her grandparents to record an album of Mm -hmm. secular music. And, like, you know, we know her songs. She's not singing, like, fuck, fuck, kill, kill, murder all the kittens. Yeah, they're, like, little singing like Yeah. Yeah, cute little teeny bop girl songs. Like, they're sweet. Nothing harmful about them at all. No, and it's I hard I highly doubt that she was like, "Mom, I want to make a an album all about the word fuck." Yeah, I <laughs> do. Just that like, sounds I just, fun. I know it would just be me yelling "fuck." I mean, "fuck" is one of the best words in oh, the English so language. So it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's what he was talking about. Like, it's really frustrating to him that. Kim is making this about, oh, I want to be there for Mariah's first show and I want to support her when, like, literally, she's never once been supportive of Mariah's music career in the past. Yeah, she's and, been, like, actively stopping right. the career. And it's like, she only wants to do this because she can't, she's not supposed to do it and, like, she wants to pretend like she's a supportive mother now and that's just, like, not, mm-hmm. not gonna fly. No one's gonna believe you, Kim. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. <sighs> I don't know. It was a lot. It was. And Ethan also says that he did want to point out that he did notice that his dad did not come, that Barry did not uh-huh. come, and that it actually meant a lot to him that Barry respected the boundaries, even I if know. Kim didn't. It was like the last episode, episode nine, where Barry was like, I don't think you should go. They told us we don't want, they don't want us there. And yeah. that's the part where I'm like, fuck, maybe Barry is just like really dense and has never considered the feelings or thoughts of another person. Like... I don't know. I don't know. Now that he's really having to do it. Because I feel like 
they've never really had to like face the level of consequence of their children kind of rebelling as now that they're on national tv oh yeah getting a lot of pressure well and then so like yeah and then i also wonder if like this television show in one way has given barry some clarity in like yeah how he's raised his children and how it's not exactly what he should have done and so now he's kind of thinking about things from another perspective maybe well and it's entirely possible that tlc just hooked all of them up with a psychologist and god i hope so barely touching that fucking hell river of barry's control issues (laughs) there's there's so much there's so much there so much man but i don't know concert was good Mm -hmm. raya was stressed but seems to feel like it went well yeah definitely um she definitely says though like it would have been better if the stress of the mom situation was not there like it would have been i would have had more to devote to the show i wouldn't have been as distracted it would have been a lot better and like yep true (laughs) if your mom would have just respected your wishes maybe yep and then like for a normal mom to show up it would be like oh you know that's supportive and nice but when kim shows up she's there to like to cause judge shit. you and know yeah and yeah. to just be and like she likes to do shit that she's told like she can't do like she's that type of person <laughs> yep she's like full contrarian hell to hell be whatever things you ruin while you're exactly, doing it exactly exactly <laughs> that was a very good sentence <laughs> <laughs> i loved i totally understood what you meant though so that's all to that hell matters. be whatever to hell be whatever put that on a t-shirt <laughs> So this next part, after the show, Olivia and Ethan go to a bar and have some drinks to drown their anxieties after the show. And then they sit down and have yeah. a good, good talk together. It was really good. It was, um, Ethan yeah. said that he knew Kim was going to show up and cause shit, because uh-huh. don't That's, we all know? Yeah, we all knew. Um, Olivia feels frustrated that she can set all the boundaries she wants, but mm-hmm. there's no, like, punishment or consequence or anything that she can enact to hold them accountable she can't force them to be accountable yeah which is a good point yeah and that's very frustrating and then she kind of talks about how because of this and other reasons she's really decided that like tallahassee is not far enough from the situation and that she like they need to move farther which i think has been clear to all of us that that was probably true but i'm glad that she's finally like admitted that to herself I think it, as being honest about it i think it just took ethan getting over his like digging his heels in about moving right. for her to actually be able to yeah, be definitely. honest with herself and him because like tallahassee was better than nowhere yeah tallahassee was better than cairo cairo don't say cairo K-Ro. it's cairo not cairo <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i don't want to insult real cairo because <laughs> it's way better than cairo georgia yeah i would hope so Um, but yeah Ethan talks about that while he was on his little getaway trip when he was having his moment he went to the west coast and while he was there he was like why do I live in such a boring ugly place when there are places like this in the world and so that really opened up his mind into like moving over to the west coast or somewhere else or even like living in multiple places to experience all kinds of different things yeah yeah, he kind of throws out the idea that for the next four-ish years before they have kids and everything and they can just, you know, be together and be married, that he wants to live like a year in each city and figure out where they want to live. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And yeah, 
Olivia gets emotional and talks about how it's like Ethan's been really checked out and it was like him checking in. It was like a ray of sunlight on a cloudy day. And mm-hmm. um, it was really it was really sweet to see that they were finally like connecting and that they really seemed to be on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ethan has let go of a lot of his rage. Yeah. After his trip. Definitely. And so I think that's good. That's a good place to start because their problems aren't insurmountable. They just he just needed to be able to get through his feelings about his parents. For sure. Yeah. And then this is where the the title of the show comes in they say want to get a room and they get a hotel room for the night which is very saucy because they still aren't living together so i know this is like living in sin kind of even though they're married but you know yeah (laughs) make it a little spicy (laughs) so then we go over to the plath house and we talk about isaac who is wearing (sighs) to shave because he's 15 and this part pissed me off so much. It, uh-huh. I, I just, uh, they talk about how they were very proud of Isaac for how he handled the situation at the concert and that he was really able to like get out and I don't know, like be a strong man for the family or yeah. something. Like it was fucked up. Like it was defending and, his mom. Right. And that's what, and then she goes on and talks about how like Isaac really looks up to Ethan and it would have been so easy for him to side with Ethan, but it's like, no, it would not have because he literally uh-uh. lives in your house. He's influenced you by you. You would have made his life hell. Yeah. And it's just like, that is not true. He had no choice but to stand up for you. And that is the bottom line. And yeah. it's fucked up. <laughs> well, and the whole other part of this section, because that's fucked up. But then this whole rest of this part of the section is Barry trying to teach Isaac how to shave. Mm-hmm. Isaac's 15. Mm-hmm. Isaac's been shaving for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't know. Like, it was weird. You are so checked out of your own children that you don't even know, like, which of your sons are shaving. He only has, like, what, three? There's only three boys. It's not even that yeah, hard. there's only three boys. And, and two of them are out. And he didn't do it with Ethan or Micah. And it's like, yeah, where where do you think your shaving cream's going, bud? Or why, why yeah. are you buying the two-pack? I, uh, yeah, just clueless. Just cl- completely clueless. Yeah. Yeah, Isaac just saying to the camera where he's like my dad thought it was my first time shaving but i've been doing it for a long time i'm just like yeah. yep that is 100 percent the plath parents yep sounds sounds right to me poor isaac had to just figure it out himself well hopefully micah or ethan helped him yeah i hope so <laughs> but yeah god so then we get a little cute part uh uh-huh. max is taking mariah to the lake where they famously broke up um and he's going to give her the promise ring he wants to like come full circle with the ring and everything and it was like a whole thing i know but for me please don't take me back to the place that you broke up with me to like (laughs) give me a long speech that you're nervous about that you don't get through quickly well yeah i would be so anxious i would just be sitting there the whole time like are you gonna break up with me are you gonna kill me and put me in the lake what oh i did notice that was the first thing she asked when they got there she was like are you gonna break up with me and he immediately said no so at least they he was like took that (laughs) off the table right at the beginning but yeah that would be anxiety inducing for sure oh what a punk i mean fine you're trying to make it better but maybe just make him another place special (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) um but he brings her favorite sushi and it's sweet he gives her the pinky promise to symbolize all the pinky promises that they've made as a couple Mm -hmm. in the beginning of their relationship and she's like full-on sobbing so oh yeah (laughs) she's like 
in tears. And it's very sweet, but I do have to say that ring was ugly. It was, but I mean... It's a cute, cute. It had a lot of thought. Ring. It did. It was a Jasper, very nice. Jasper Stone, yeah. which is her middle name. So I but mean, I'm he a, did think in it. I'm you a know, critic. But, I know, but all that's like most most men are gonna get jewelry that is like ugly. At least this one had thought into it. Yeah, so. he didn't just get the like twenty five dollar ring from the Walmart display exactly. case or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, very good on Max. I think he's a very cute, cute and good person. Mm-hmm. But I think both of them have dreadful taste. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's okay. Yeah, but that's all I've got to (laughs) say. But she was so happy and she talked about how she's not felt wanted or that she belongs anywhere. And so finally she feels like she belongs with Max, which was really sweet. And it's, I mean, it's really sad, but like, it makes sense. She's always been like the black sheep of the family. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm glad she's finally found such found someone that like i was just gonna say i'm glad she's finally found someone that is treating her as like a special person that like they want to be around because she is yeah like it must be such a mind fuck to come from a family who very clearly does not approve of you or your choices or your habits or your tastes or your style Mm -hmm. or whatever and then to like have this dude be like here i like you and i choose you and i want to continue to be with you like that's got to be like some fucking yeah definitely I don't know. good brain juice yeah for sure for sure <laughs> like that feels good to me as somebody who's yeah. never felt abandoned or anything like that yes, anything close to that exactly so yeah for sure for sure oh poor mariah i know i just hope she does well same i know <laughs> this whole time all the, the whole show i'm just like i just hope they're okay in the end i know i know i just like have and it's like i have so much hope for the adult plots because they're such like smart like emotionally intelligent uh-huh. good people they seem like and if anyone can make it i feel like people like them can so yeah yeah, yeah. i uh, hope so very different from the duggers um very different from the duggers i know the only person you can like half root for in the duggers is, is like ginger jill. and jill, jill but they just married terribly yeah yeah even then it's like okay but it's it's sad yeah. when it's like oh my god these kids are allowed to go out and go to public school and that's like really a huge relief <laughs> Fuck. right the bar is on the floor for real okay so lydia is cleaning the rental properties that the plath family own uh between uh-huh. guests and today she's working on the farmhouse and she yeah. talks about how the benefit of doing these cleaning these properties is that she gets to use her mom's phone and while she's using her mom's phone, she's been talking to this boy that she's not supposed to be talking to. Yep. I don't know. It's very cute. Like, I hate that all of this, like, cute, normal 17-year-old stuff, like, going and texting a boy while you're doing your first job, is just, like, fucking ruined by Kim and Barry yeah, all like, the time. It's it's not, like, 17-year-old girls should be allowed to text a boy boy. and i mean i understand like a parent monitoring that chat and stuff like whatever i get that yeah but like it doesn't seem like they want to be talking about things they want to it seems like they want to be getting to know each other and like asking each other questions and stuff which seems reasonable to me i'm 99 percent sure most of what lydia talks about is like what's your favorite bible verse exactly (laughs) like come on what do you feel about ecclesiastes 10 12 like yeah, it's not Mariah here. It's Lydia. Okay, <laughs> I know, and I still think Mariah would ask questions like, 
what do you dream about? Yeah, exactly. What, They'd still be really your innocent. Ideal beach vacation. Like it's not gonna be like what's I want to get drunk. And fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not gonna be like send me a dick pic. It's gonna be like send me a Christ pic. <laughs> send me a pic of you praying. <laughs> what's your prayer closet look like? <laughs> Yes, this is 100% what Lydia Plath's text message Uh history looks like. Um, But so she talks about how she really wants this guy to visit and she plans on talking to her parents about it. Yep. (laughs) So then the last part of this episode, Mariah is going over to Kim and Barry's and Kim hopes she's not mad at her for coming to the show. Hope you're not mad. I know. Mariah shows them her ring and talks about all that, and they're all very happy about that. Um, yep. And then we finally move on to the concert. And yep. I loved how, I, I don't know, I think this was Kim that said this. It might have been Lydia, though. I think it was kind of both of them. Their excuse was that, well, if Ethan wouldn't have looked for us, he wouldn't have found us. You wouldn't <laughs> right? even know we were there. And it's like, that is so beyond the point. Yeah, and the only reason that Ethan looked for you is because he saw your car. Yeah, it wasn't even like he was, like, on, like, a hunt. He was like, I don't think they're here. And he turns around and sees their car. And it's like, oh, they are here. Like, let me go find them. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. It was Um, so... Kim... (sighs) This whole time, Kim was just playing the pretend card of i'm a good mom and i care about your music really you know she we know she didn't yeah clearly and i feel really bad for mariah in this part in this part and this being in this situation in general but it was a little frustrating when she was like i'm happy you did come at the end because like Uh that's really not making your boundaries clear and i understand what you're saying but like if that was the truth if you were really wanted her to come that much then you should have said no to olivia in the beginning it's you yeah. know you can't you can't do that to olivia it's not fair yeah yeah oh yeah no i mean i think mariah is just a kid and kim is yeah. very very aware of exactly what her children want to hear yes yes for sure she knows exactly what buttons so to press. yeah so she said just exactly the right words to mariah to finally get her to say you know it was fine that you were there yeah, I just, I, I just you can't feel say like... it's not fine when it's like I just wanted to support you. I've always wanted to pass music along to you. I mean, you don't have to come find us. Da right. da, da da da. And it's like, shut the fuck up, yeah. Kim. Just it it sucks that she that the Mariah is put in that position because like what she really would have said was like, I know, but I set these boundaries for you, and it's important for our relationship and for the relationship of the rest of the family if we stick to these boundaries. And I know that yep. that's like a, a really hard thing to say to your mom and whatever, but yeah, sure, I just that's think a hard thing to say to anybody and especially at 19. Yeah, Ugh. for sure. But I just feel like this situation where Mariah was like, you can't come. And then she did come. Uh-huh. And then Mariah was like, okay, I'm glad you came. Like, I just don't think that's going to really help the, help the boundary no, situation very much. Thank God they're all in Tampa. That's true. That is true. They got the fuck out. Maybe that's what Mariah was having some graduation goggles because they had already started discussing yeah, moving. Yeah, that is true. We didn't. Leaving. They hadn't talked about that at this point yet. But um, yeah, but, but yeah, Mariah had already true. had the plans. Right, in her right. Little noggin. Little noggin. That she was leaving. Little noggin. All right. So the next episode is called "I Want to Be a Pirate." <laughs> is that right? I do want to be a pirate? Yep. Okay. I don't remember like writing that down. Like I just think my brain did that on autopilot, and so. <laughs> Anyway, 
So Olivia has a photo job in Maine, and so they are taking this opportunity to go on a camping trip. Um, Ethan and Olivia are going along with Micah and Mariah. I want to go camping in Arcadia. I mean, I don't want to go camping, camping like they did. I want to go like hike and then sleep in a real bed. But it looks beautiful. Maine. Yeah. I love Maine. I've never been there, but it seems lovely. It's very lovely and like gloomy and like. You understand why Stephen King is how he is. That makes sense. That yes, <laughs> honestly, that's a vibe though. I'm all about gloom. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so, um, Ethan talks about how what happened at the gig ended up pushing Olivia and him closer together, which I'm sure Kim is very happy about that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure that just kills her every I, moment. I know, which that makes me happy, but mm-hmm. um. Olivia talks about how they're, you know, still taking things really slow. Um, and I'm sure that must be frustrating, but I think it's definitely, definitely for the best. They're definitely doing this in a very smart way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. On the opposite side of this, Kim, Barry, and the kids are in Wakula <sighs> Springs, which is where they got married. Uh-huh. Ugh. I hate their, that like all their family vacations are like, fuck scrapbooks. They're yeah. like, you were conceived here, Timmy. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. But um, Lydia is going to talk to Barry about her special friend coming to visit and find mm-hmm. the right moment. Just the, It's like, this reminds me of the last episode, one of the last episodes of the Bates we were watching where they were all like, we need to have them uh-huh. large talks while they're doing their zip lining. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Gotta have a big talk. <laughs> it's just like dudes waiting in line for other dudes to take their teenage daughters ew gross but true <laughs> <laughs> so they all take turns jumping into the lake and messing around and stuff and yep. this is where lydia gets her moment and it was such an awkward conversation but i think anything with barry is awkward <sighs> honestly this conversation made me want to die it was so yeah, it she was comes bad. to him and she's like ah and she's like really nervous, 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 nervous obviously, because um, she's asking to bring a potential suitor to her house, I guess. Right. Um, and fucking Barry, he's like, I didn't know that you were thinking of this topic. And then he just fucking sits there and licks his creepy ass lips like a creepy ass <laughs> motherfucker. Like he's like the whole time he's like, like a lizard. Yeah, like he had like the little pointy tongue, <laughs> just going. And I was like, please stop, please stop. Yeah, yeah, it was awkward. Um, it was like this was another part where I was like, maybe Barry is just truly an idiot because Lydia's like, you know, I've got to figure out a way to get to know him. So why don't we bring him here so you can get to know him too? Yeah. And he's like, hmm. Well, I don't know if I we don't know him very well. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay, so <laughs> that was that's what he said to solve this problem. <laughs> that was his whole argument was that we don't know him that much. And Lydia's like, yeah, that's the point. That's why I wanted yeah. to come over, and you guys won't let me text him to get to know him. So I have you tell me I have to get to know him in person. How am I supposed so to get to know him? Let him be in person. Yeah, it's like yeah. what the fuck, dude. But then I know there wasn't he didn't even give a definitive answer it was just like we'll see and then lydia was like i'm so happy i'm so happy and it's like he didn't say anything but okay i know and she's like i just feel like that it really shows my dad's trust in me but uh, and i'm like oh he gave you literally like a quarter of an inch like a half of a hope yeah and that's trust yeah no no absolutely not not at all trust is like 
oh yeah, you can be home by 10:30. Yeah. Like that's exactly. trust, yeah. but <laughs> it's it's really sad. And it's like sad that it's sad that Lydia thinks that she was like given something in this conversation when it was just like your dad just won. listened to you and said, "Oh, maybe." Like that Yeah, he said, "I'll think about it. I'll talk to your mom about it." Like it's, it's like the fact that that in her mind is like a good result is like really sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. I really hope she doesn't get too fucked up by the world when she's 18 and she God. finally leaves. I know. I know. It's I'm scared for her, for sure. Maybe she'll just join a convent and have like a really nice relationship with all of her sisters. I mean, that <laughs> sounds that sounds nice for her. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> I could see it. Um, so then we get a little scene of Mariah getting ready to go on the camping trip. Uh, Max isn't coming. It's just siblings plus Olivia. Um, and Mariah just wants to have a good time and doing whatever she can to support the Olivia Ethan situation. Um, so that's good. Yeah. And Mariah overpacked, obviously packed everything she owned. I was going to say, this is like a direct opposite of the Bates who don't pack anything and just like leave. At least she's like prepared, overly prepared. man. She's ready for like 15 outfit changes. Yeah. I mean, you never know as when long you're, as gonna... you're schlepping it. It's like when you bring like ten pairs of underwear, and it's like, oh yeah, just in case I piss my pants six times, you know. You never know. <laughs> I know. My brain always says, "Well, what if I fall down in the mud?" And then if I fall down in the mud, what if I like hurt my back and exactly. then I accidentally poop myself? <laughs> There's so many layers. Just keep packing underwear. It's you never know how many you're gonna need. Just rather have too many than you not never enough. know. Exactly, underwear and socks. I've, like, packed yes. socks for, like, beach vacations because I'm, like, just in case. Yeah. You never know. So, oh, and then we go <laughs> back to the Plath house and Ugh. Kim claims that she was making coffee and she just happened to hear Lydia's phone going off. And so she happened to. snooped and saw that Lydia has been texting her man. Barry says, that's a huge breach of trust. And I'm like, yeah. what trust? That one tiny little fucking iota of hope you gave her. I know. And this is where Kim keeps talking about how, like, I told her that and either way was fine. If she talked to him, it was fine. Or if she didn't talk to him, it was fine. But she has to tell us. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think that's what you said at all. Like, you've clearly made it known that you think that you cannot get to know somebody through text and you can only get to know them in person. And so like, you're not giving her a choice by being like, this is the wrong choice, but you can choose it anyway. Like that's not a choice. Well, and here's the other thing. Lydia thought she won at the lake. Yeah. Which means she probably thought he's coming to visit. That means I can text him a little bit, like get all this stuff together, figure out how to get him here, you know, whatever chit chat. And so, like, they move the fucking goalpost to, oh, yep, no, no texting until he comes to visit. And it's yeah. like, well, but you didn't really make that clear. Yeah. Well, and then this is, this is where she says at some point in this conversation that, like, she's annoyed because, like, oh, she finally felt like she was getting somewhere when her dad told her that he could come and visit. But it's like, unless there was a conversation that was not filmed on this yeah. episode, that is cl- not what happened. not say that. Yes. God. Yeah. So they summon her to his office. While she's writing her little letters. Mm-hmm. It's so like Regency era novel, but like someone's forcing you to play a Jane Austen book instead of choosing right. to. Exactly. <laughs> um, fucking Kim says, I just, I was just caught off guard that this runaway text train has occurred. 
what is with her she always has says like runaway train all the time about everything. i don't know it's the whole thing that lydia's feelings are a train yeah i don't know it's dumb she needs some I don't new think imagery she actually she does <laughs> she really does I don't. So they did 168 text messages over a couple days, which is not that many text messages. It's really not. It's really not. Like a couple of those are going to be like, okay, or yeah, yeah. like yeah, or like good night, hello, good morning. It's not you know? 168 four-page letters back and forth to each other over a week. It's 168 texts. I definitely have sent 168 texts to like one person in a day before. 100, 100 percent. Oh yeah. Like oh in, yeah yeah. Especially if you're, like, having a conversation about something. Like, hey, what do you think about this political issue? And right. you want to get to know someone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, like, I have been in a long-distance relationship in the past. And, like, in those relationships, we texted all the time. And, like, a lot of oh, text yeah. messages. So, like, it would make sense that they would text a lot. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, I probably still text Chris, like, a hundred times a day. And we live in the same house. Yeah, I text Kyler while he's, like, in his meetings. I'll just text him stuff. <laughs> from two yeah. rooms away yeah when we're both working we just text each other yeah. from different yeah. floors of the i house. love it so after you know making lydia feel like shit they decided they're gonna press pause on the phone for a while and Ugh. lydia agrees because what else is she gonna do and then this is where kim says it's refreshing to have a kid who quote welcomes correction i hate yeah. it when she said this welcomes correction I know. I heard that and I was like, yeah, you're just saying that your kid likes to be spanked. Like, that's what you hear. Like, that's what I hear. Like, not in, like, a sexy way. I just mean, like, you're just saying, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, my kid likes it when I punish them. Yeah. They like to like, obey me. You. And it's like, that's not, yeah. it's, that's. Your, your child is not a dog. Like, your child doesn't need, like, a pack leader or, like, I mean, your dog doesn't need a pack leader either because dogs are not in packs, but whatever. Um <laughs> Right, People right. definitely don't need a fucking pack leader. She can make her own decisions and think for herself. Well, and yeah. And that's the other thing. Corrected. That's the other thing is that this child in question is literally 17 years old. She's not like a five-year-old who like yeah. got into something they weren't supposed to. Like this is like yeah. an adult, almost an adult with like rational brain that you can like, you know it's she can make some choices it's yeah. not like teaching your five-year-old like when you pop them on the hand sometimes like if they were to be trying to reach for an open oven or something right yeah. where you're like oh god i gotta swat this yeah. baby away yeah exactly that's that's about it um fuck barry fuck kim we're back in maine <laughs> fuck barry fuck kim we're back in maine <laughs> um they're going to acadia national park and Ethan's kind of in a pissy mood because it's uh -huh. like raining, which I get. I would be in a it's pissy cold mood. It's and too. rainy. And it's, I think they're going in like May. Yeah. So it's already hot in Georgia where yeah. they live. So he's going to like Maine. Yeah. Where it's the rain, cold, cold yeah. rain. Yeah. Which so I, I get. get it. I would be in a shitty mood too. Um, <laughs> so it's fine. Um, they stop at a little general store and um, Ethan gets a tarp, which he's very like fixated on, which again, I get. And yep. the others are like messing around with the lobsters for sale. I know Mariah falls in love with the lobster and names it Joey. She holds it like a baby. <laughs> it gets weird. Um, then Mariah tries to buy a beanie and calls it a poncho, yeah. which was pretty good. And I'm it like, Maine did just legalize recreational weed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Makes <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I need this poncho beanie. <laughs> <laughs> 
that 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 laugh was scary. Oh, so this next part for this next scene, my my the oh, my note is my- just Lydia is praying, crying, and walking barefoot again. Uh huh. I wrote Lydia is going on one of her barefoot Jesus walks to <laughs> repent for her sins. <laughs> yep. And um, she just starts straight up cry singing at yeah, the trees about this- her heart to Jesus. I don't know. I felt horrible watching this. I was going to say, this <laughs> definitely felt like something I should not be watching. That should not uh-uh. be seen. Definitely no. a private moment. Yeah. No hot mic for this one, babies. Let's uh, just leave her alone in the forest. Let her have her feelings. <laughs> um, yeah, she talks about how she doesn't like how this relationship was making her act. And it's just so frustrating because, like, she wasn't like doing a human. anything. Yeah, she wasn't doing anything unreasonable. Like, I understand, like, disobeying your mom is wrong, whatever. But like, wanting to talk to somebody and just get to know them, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like that restriction was crazy. Yes, uh, that's not like a reasonable thing that's to be expected of a person right. at the age of sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I mean, shit, people were getting fucking married at twelve back in the day, like. Just yeah. let your 17-year-old text. Well, and that's the other thing is it's not like they were giving her any other alternatives. Like, Yeah. They they never had parties. Like we hear later at yeah. um, episode 12 that they've never had parties. They don't have people over. They don't have family friends. Like they just isolated these kids and we're like, yeah, you know, you're just going to have an entire life of being a kid on my farm. Right. It's like, no fucking thank you. No fucking thank you. But yeah, I hated this part. It made me feel so bad. So I hated icky. it. <laughs> Yeah, it was almost like Lawson using sick kids as a marketing tool yep. level cringe. For sure. For sure. Agreed. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. Let's go back to Maine. Um, they let's go finally, back to Maine. <laughs> they finally arrive at their campsite, and Ethan is determined to get everything set up, including his precious tarp, uh, before doing anything Which else. Which is making a roof out of the tarp for me. That that was the questionable part for me. I thought he was going to put it on the ground. Yeah, so that- same. You could yeah. stake in the yeah no he was gonna make a tent roof I guess yeah which whatever um, yeah. Ethan was feeling frustrated just in the situation and Olivia kept kind of like poking the bear a little bit about his tarp and like wanting him wanting to get everything together and so yeah. the tramp the trip's already like starting off a little bit of a damper but uh-huh. it's okay sometimes you just gotta let people Chris I think is very much like Ethan. When he gets something in his mind, he must complete it, and yeah. then he's fine. Kyler's, Kyler's like that too, for sure. If you if you fuck him up in the middle of doing something, it's gonna throw off their whole day. They have yeah. no idea what's happening. They're just. <laughs> I do get that. Whatever. I get that to an extent, for sure. Yeah. So and another, it's another part of Ethan that I'm like, maybe he's a little neurodivergent somewhere because yep. he's getting fixated on some stuff, and it really upsets his mood and his vibe when he can't finish the stuff yeah which i get for sure also uh, it, w- it was funny when there was a part of this where i was like i wonder what ethan's sign is i'm getting taurus vibes from him and then i looked him up and saw his birthday's may 14th and i'm like hell yeah your girl yeah. was right because he he does <laughs> remind me of kyler a lot and kyler's a taurus too so that's funny yeah chris is an aries so he's much less chill yeah yeah i get that but same kind of vibe yeah that, that makes sense that makes sense <laughs> I, I yeah. get along with Aries well, so that makes sense. Yeah. They're very chaotic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
Fuck. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, so they basically just left Ethan to go hiking, which is the way to do this. Yeah. When someone is frustrated about a campsite sure. thing, just it's not going to help for you to observe them. Just be like, we'll be back. If you need yeah. us, we're down this trail. Give them their space. <laughs> let them do their thing. And he did. He got his little tent made. He got his little roof yep. made. And then he ran really quick and <laughs> caught back up with them, which I thought was so cute. Uh, he was, it was so cute. Like, because Ethan's really just a good dude at heart. For he just sure. has no tools to help his brain work the way it needs to work Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when he wants it to work yeah for a lot of things no i i love ethan he is i just i feel very i feel bad for him just because you know all the circumstances and all of the emotions that he has that he has not been able to express before now um yep but i really like him i think he's like a genuinely a good person so yeah yeah i mean i don't think anything he's done on the show has been like bad yeah. It's just been like either in a response to somebody pushing his buttons mm-hmm. or being upset. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's not like Which he shit. it's not like in the situation with Olivia, it's not even like he like did anything wrong. He didn't like cheat on her yeah. or anything. It's just like that shit happens when there is so many unresolved emotions yep. from childhood. Like it's gonna be it's gonna create friction and at least yeah. they've they're really working on it, which is a, a lot more than you could say for a lot of people their age. Because remember, oh, yeah. they are just in the, they're, they're early 20s. They're 22 and 23. Like, yeah. they're not, like, they, their they're brains babies. aren't even fully formed yet. <laughs> they're babies. <sighs> Your temporal lobe isn't baked until you're 25. Yeah, like, yeah. I know. <laughs> they're doing okay. I really think, like, not that, like, I mean, obviously it's true. It's, like, scientifically proven. But, like, I really think that's true because I feel like after 25, like, Everything before 25 is just so chaotic. And then 25 happens and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm an adult now. Yeah. Oh, my God. So much. Yeah. So any of our younger listeners out there, I promise your 20s do get less chaotic. For sure. I had a full quarter life crisis at 23. And like, I don't remember like a week of July. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) It was not great. I made a lot of bad decisions, but none that were criminal or life ruining there you go that's all that really matters (laughs) yeah i didn't buy a porsche but close (laughs) (laughs) hey if that's the worst thing you did it could have been worse so exactly (laughs) um okay so yeah they get on their hike um and then they get to this little area and they kind of reminisce on how far they've come and how like how much of the world is open to them now and how exciting it is to them which is like really beautiful to hear God, it really fucking makes me sad. I know. <laughs> That's I know. The thing. It's, it's like, like I'm so glad that they're getting to do it, but like there's so many other kids that aren't. I know. There's so many like they didn't get a good childhood necessarily. Right. Like I'm, I know lots of it was fine for them, but fuck, they could have had a better one. Definitely. Definitely. <sighs> I um, get so mad when people don't get all the good things they deserve. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really really annoying. So annoying. Why is the world not perfectly fair? Mm-hmm. Um, Micah says that like five years ago, he never would have seen himself here and being able to travel and see mm-hmm. things. And he said he felt very confined. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, basically, Mariah was like, why are we all still in Cairo? And, um, Ethan was like, oh, you know, complacency in the rat race. And Olivia's like, for love. And Ethan yeah. was like, <gasps> yeah, it was love. like, it was like a sweet little moment where Ethan was like, it made him realize that like. Olivia put herself through living in Cairo, which is really miserable for her because she loves him. And that made him feel yeah. very loved and special, which like Mar- Mariah illustrated earlier, I don't think that they were <laughs> made to feel very loved or special as children. 
No. And so it's probably a pretty new feeling for them. I honestly don't think that Ethan ever considered why Olivia was still there, like, after they separated. I don't think he thought, like, it was an option, which is fine. Like, I don't think they were going to get, like, full divorced immediately and she was just going to, like, leave or whatever. But, like, he was like, fuck, you know, she really did just stay here because, like, you know, she has a wedding photography business she could be based literally anywhere anywhere in the world (laughs) yeah like she it was literally just because he she loves you and she wanted to make it work with you and yeah that's made him feel very good giving me the goosies um yeah so yeah that's really what they end up talking about most is just like wanting to leave Cairo and yeah get get away and that kind of leads into the next episode the one and a half hour (laughs) season finale I want to talk to your parents. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) They started this episode with like all of the recaps of like all of the shitty things that had gone down between Mm -hmm. Olivia and the Plaths on camera. Yeah. Oh man, it was so stressful. It was. And then we get a little like sneak peek at like some dramatic footage of Olivia like walking up to the Plath door. (laughs) God, and then so much of this episode is just full bullshit. Like all of Micah's sections like other than later is just like micah got his car stuck in the mud yeah and you're like god we want the good the stuff <laughs> so then yeah we get a several weeks earlier little uh-huh screen um oh and this is yeah it's ethan's birthday party um and mac and ethan is kind of like known as the prankster like he's always given uh-huh. pranks to everyone and so it's time for them to get back at him and so they decide to employ Max to dress up in drag and be their waitress at this restaurant they're going to. I was, like, surprised with how chill my- Max was about he this. Was like, so, again, yeah. how Max is a chill dude. He wasn't like, oh, ha, ha, like, I'm insecure in my masculinity. He's like, ooh, yeah. Ethan, hello. He really like, leaned into fun it. With it. It was really funny. It was very cute. They, yeah, Mariah was doing Max's makeup and they put like water boon, water balloon boobs in a bra. It was like they, they got went him all his out. own bra so I that know. he wouldn't fuck up anyone else's. And of course, he's like probably pretty broad chested. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah, probably to... wouldn't fit in, in little Mariah's. I know. She's like a 26B. Yeah, exactly. Because she's this big around. Oh, and then we get a little scene of Ethan and Olivia taking a love language test. So their, like, therapist, I guess, told them that they should take one of these tests to kind of really learn how the other person wants to be loved, which I think is yeah. always a good idea because... Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that, like, the whole love language thing is kind of debunked, but, like, it's a good starting point for Definitely. what people want. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, think it's, all like, kind an of... end-all, be-all thing, but it does, like, give you a good starting point. Like, oh, this person... Yeah. You know, like I like my biggest one is words of affirmation. Um, And so like that's a big thing for me. And so, you know, Kyler knows that. And so he's always telling me, talking to me and telling me shit. But like (laughs) I'm less so like I'm not a big like gift person. Like it's fine. But that's like less important to me. And I think that that it's a good a good kind of way to start off, especially when you're like not really sure about the other. Yeah. And since they're young and have no experience dating. (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly this is this is the first person they've ever really dated and they're married yeah and i'm sure that they've never really thought about this out them for themselves either like what would i want because yeah. i think they had a conversation where ethan was always talking about how like he doesn't know how to love olivia and olivia's like shouldn't you just like know how to love me and yeah yeah it's nope. which yeah it's yeah you gotta you gotta Ugh. you gotta teach him a little bit 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're all idiosyncratic and we all value different things. So I think it's a good discussion to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ethan, uh, I think Ethan's uh, biggest one was physical touch and Olivia's was words of affirmation. Yeah. And it was so sweet because Olivia just like read his stuff and was like, I've not done a very good job of loving you. I know. And it's like, oh, you guys need to just work it, work yeah. through it, and get through this and be together and be happy. Yeah. Because it's like now that she knows, you know, I'm sure yeah. she will make an effort to be better about that, which is great. But hey, man, physical touch is an easy one. Yeah, that one is easy more. one. Easy one to easy one to to do. So then back at Ethan's birthday dinner. Yeah. Um Ethan and Olivia arrive at the restaurant and Micah and Mariah are there too and they've been, they told um Ethan that Max couldn't come to dinner. And yeah. so Max dresses up as Susan, the waitress. <laughs> and basically just gets in Ethan's personal space and makes him very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which I'm here for that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little, it depends, but I think in this situation it wasn't that bad because he... Well, they knew that once he figured out yeah. who it was, he would feel fine. Well, that's what he said. That's what um, I think Micah was saying, like, for a stranger to be, like, touching him like that, like, uh-huh. uh, that's not okay. But if it's Max, like, they kind of, like, horse around and stuff all the time, so... Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very funny, and Ethan was, like, trying to tell the table, like, how uncomfortable he felt. He's like, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, why is she touching yeah. me so much? And his talking head, he's like, the waitress was all up in my face. I felt like she was flirting with me. It feels disrespectful in yeah. front of my wife. Yeah. And then it's just like, he, Max, finally is like, he's never going to figure this out without a little hint. So yeah. then he's just like, oh, you know, you're, it's it's going to get maxed out. <laughs> yeah. And then Ethan just tackles him and is like, ha yeah. Ethan stands up and pulls the wig off his head. It was so funny. <laughs> like, if Ethan had actually looked at yeah. Susan for any amount of seconds, he would have yeah. been like, that's quite clearly someone in a wig. A bad wig yeah. and bad makeup that he I was, know. He was so uncomfortable that he couldn't make any eye contact at all. He couldn't even look. Oh, poor But yeah, poor it was Ethan. sweet. It was funny. And this is where they start really talking about their plans. Um, and they all kind of realize that they want to move to Tampa. And so they kind of hatch this plan for them, for Ethan and Olivia and Mariah to all move down to Tampa together. And then for Max to join them later on. Yeah, because I think Max is still finishing school or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think so. Something like that. Um, They get kind of into how much they have all changed in the past few years. Because, like, Mariah and Ethan apparently as kids butted heads a lot and had very hard arguments with each other. Mm-hmm. And now they've become much tighter. And I wonder if most of that was just because of their parents being shitheads. I'm sure it was. I'm sure that their lives were, there was a lots of tension um in that yeah. house and god and I'm being sure the oldest yeah boy sure. has so many things that you're expected to be and do mm-hmm. and then being the black sheep girl yeah yeah definitely but and then i think that they've just really bonded over you know kind of having to learn how to be a adult on their own completely like mm-hmm. and i think that happens a lot in in adult in sibling situations sibling relationships yeah. is that they're like little rocky in the teenage years but then like once they're adults out of the house and like their own people is when they really start forming those bonds so yeah without the complications of all of your other familial relationships Mm -hmm. and interactions it makes it much easier to be friends with your siblings definitely definitely (sighs) so the next part lydia is going over to ethan's house to help him do some projects to prepare the house to be sold Mm -hmm. 
there. Uh, this is just, it's so uncomfortable to watch them in the same room together. It is. It, it is. kills me. There's like, like so much they want to say to each other, but they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Ethan can't figure out what he wants to say or how to say it. Lydia, yeah. I don't know. She has Ethan at some standard that I don't think is a real Healthy. human standard. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <sighs> Yeah, Lydia kind of updates Ethan on the situation with the boy and Mm -hmm. kind of um, she kind of talks about how trying to figure out if this relationship is God's will or whatever. And this is where Uh Ethan kind of pushes back and is like, what do you like? How do you know it's God's will? And then in a talking head, he says, I just don't want Lydia to confuse God's will with my mom's will, which Uh like, yep, definitely. Yep. Like, shoe boy. Because so much of, like, her biblical teachings are just her parents' opinions. Yeah, and they talk about, I don't know if it was this part or a later part. Oh, yeah. Um, they, t- they talk about how, like, the lines are really blurred when they're told that, like, disobeying your parents is against God's will. Disobeying your mm-hmm. parents is not, like, it's evil. So then, yeah. like, how are you supposed to differentiate between, like, are your parents telling you things that are good or bad? You know, and it's like you have to go yeah. along with what your parents are saying. So they could be telling you anything. It's it's really yeah. fucked up. Yeah, you get punished if you disbelieve them and cross them. So everything they say is truth and gospel. Yeah, it's it's really so it's like there's nothing that makes me more uncomfortable than people using religion like to manipulate and uh-huh. abuse their children. Yep. <laughs> It's and really, that's uh, really great. a lot of religion. A lot of it. A lot of it, for sure. Yep. Those be some spicy words. <laughs> uh, so at the end of this, <sighs> yeah. Lydia talks about how she's done with school and she's they're having a big graduation party for her at the farm. And so she formally yep. invites Ethan. And Ethan doesn't like immediately dismiss it, but doesn't give her a, a yes either. So she's happy yeah, that it like, was an immediate no. Yeah, his whole thing is that he wants to be there for for Lydia, but he doesn't want to be with the parents and doesn't right. want to make an issue or fuck up her party. Right. Which yeah. well, all valid. That's yeah. a good good big brother there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> um I think they're eventually going to get I think Ethan and Lydia are going to get to a good relationship point. I think soon. so too. I, it's, I think it's just so hard because Lydia's still living at home and still, like, yeah. has to follow their rules, basically. I honestly think that this boy thing might be her tipping point. I hope so. It's, because I mean, it's she was doing, like, all the things right. She was, you know, not talking to him. She asked her dad first if he could come visit. She was, like, you know, not texting a lot. Again, 168 text messages. That's not like 5,000. That's right. 168. That's a conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's that she may, once she hits 18, be like, yep, my parents are controlling. Fuck. Yeah. God, I hope so. That That's my dream, honestly. I know. I have dreams for her. I think she, she'll get there, especially with how she reacted to being called out in Barry's office in the last episode mm-hmm. where she was just like, I don't think I did anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think, and I think the fact that she was texting this boy is a good sign. Like, because she knew that, like, what my parents, like, this is a ridiculous thing that my parents have said for me. And so I think that, that, for me, that was good to see that she was kind of rebelling a little bit against these stupid ass things. 
Dumb rules. Yeah. <laughs> so then this next part, I think um, Ethan, M- Olivia, Mariah, and Max are kind of meeting up and talking more about their move to Tampa. Yep, doing the big talk before you move in together, like ground rules and how are we gonna do this and what's the timeline look like and where are we gonna live and Mm -hmm. blah 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 yeah and mariah kind of like just point blank asks like making sure are you guys ready to move in together again because you guys don't live together right now is this like the right time which yeah you should be asking that that's a question that should be asked yeah and they both genuinely at least to me seemed like they were yeah they, they seemed to think that they're ready at least and um then mariah talks a little bit and this like again to me just shows how kind of mature mariah is she just said that her one worry is that mariah and max or even just mariah could negatively affect the Mm -hmm. progress that ethan and olivia have made which i think is a completely valid point that should be brought up yeah beginning and again mariah being wise for her ears i know her ears her ears and her years <laughs> yes i was trying to say being old for her years and being wise, wise for, for her, her years, years and got wise for her ears okay well i love it yeah she's wise for her ears and in asking that because like you know half the time you don't even think about that even as an adult you're like oh yeah i'll go and stay with my friends and you get there and you're like fuck they're having some some stuff i shouldn't yeah. have come <laughs> yeah definitely but yeah that's not that's not an environment that you want to live in either like no uh, god no. no not at all but i don't know i like i love ethan and max's relationship too they seem like so friends cute. and they're really yeah. cute i love them the jokes just run like a bad case of diarrhea <laughs> as god. ethan says about them and i was like please no <laughs> <laughs> just stop that's fine so then um, at the end of this part, Micah joins in on their little breakfast thing. And he says he's looking forward to having some time living by himself. And yeah. is yeah, he doesn't seem to be as confident about the Tampa plan, but I don't really know. This whole Micah storyline, which I kind of am going to spoil it, but yeah. like the fact that he's like, you know, I don't know what I want to do. And then he just like fucking fixes his boat. I imagine he probably fucking sells it for the plane fare to L.A. Yeah, <laughs> and just I don't goes. know. He's, he's, I don't know. He's got some cojones, but I guess he always has a fallback because K-Row ain't going anywhere. That's true. Very true. As long as you have plane fare and like $300 for rent, you can make it in K-Row. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's all you need. And maybe some alcohol or something to get you through it. Yes. <laughs> always. Always. So um, Kim and Barry are throwing Lydia a big graduation party at the farm. And mm-hmm. they kind of talk about how uh, apparently no other kid got a graduation party. This is the only graduation party that they've had. So I'm pretty sure it's just because they have a television show now. I don't know. I think it's because they want Lydia. I think they're trying to sweeten up Lydia before she turns 18. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely weird. Because I definitely think there could be like a one by one exodus where each child turns 18, leaves their house and goes to live with olivia and ethan to then be released into the world yeah yeah um i hope so training center of how to do be an adult yeah the tampa (laughs) um anti-fundy training center (laughs) the tampa anti-fundy recovery center yes yes (laughs) tarfk love it that's what ethan and olivia are opening yes 
we meet some of her friends. We meet Philip, who at first I thought this was the guy she was talking to, but it's not. It's just I some did random too, guy. But it's the one that I think that fucking Kim and Barry want her to yeah. marry. Yeah, definitely. And he weirds me out. Like, he creeped me out. But most, like, yeah. big God Jesus guys freak me out. So Yeah, pretty much any dude over the age of, like, 16 who wants to be a youth pastor is <laughs> yes. upsetting. Yeah, agreed. I don't trust anyone who's a youth pastor. Let's mm-hmm. be honest there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, no. Um Micah, Mariah and Max show up and oh, this part annoyed me too when Lydia like Ugh. rubbed it in the uh-huh. Mariah's face that she finished uh-huh. before her, which like that is such oh my a shitty God. thing. I was like, "Shut the fuck up, Lydia." Like, yeah, you finished your shitty homeschool. She had to she has to actually learn something yeah. to get a GED. Like right. she's having to learn like math right, all over right. again. Yeah, she's working on her GED right now, and I think she's somewhere in the middle of it. But, like, yeah, also, like, fuck off. I don't yeah. know. It's just, like, not a cool thing to say to somebody. No, but, you know, siblings. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> siblings are mean as fuck. I, I and I'm sure that Lydia and Mariah have a long and storied history of competing with each other for their I'm mother's sure. love. Definitely, definitely. <sighs> Um, but yeah, yeah, this is where Mariah like shows up and she says she has no clue who any of these people are. She's never met any uh-huh. of them before. And like Kim definitely made it seem like, oh, these are all our old family friends. We've known uh-huh. them from so many different walks of our life. And Mariah's like, I've never met any of these people in my life. Nope. <laughs> Which, yep, again, it's the Plath parents just doing the bare minimum to try and pretend to be good parents. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um. Uh. Micah gets his car stuck in the mud. <laughs> he finally has yep. his license back. And he uh, pulled off the road to let someone pass, and he's stuck in the mud and has to get tractored out. Yes, but thank God he does. He does. And he's very glad to be independent again, and he says, I don't, I, I watch my speed more, and I know, and then he just, like, whispers into the camera, I know how to watch for cops. Yeah, that <laughs> is really the biggest, the biggest, yeah, yeah thing. Because it's true. Who knows what they'll pull you over for. They'll pull you over for something. Um, I guess the good thing about the Plaths, though, is that they are allowed to dance. They are, and that's nice. I mean, they have to do, like, contra dancing, like, where they have the collar and swing your partner round and round, but... But it's better than nothing, Better than no dancing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then Mariah gets a text from Ethan that he is there and, like, waiting at the end of the driveway. Uh And so um, it's all very dramatic, of course, but she gets Lydia and takes her to where they are. And it's Olivia (laughs) and Ethan, but kind of just waiting. They wanted to say congratulations and see her, but they didn't want to, like, be a part of the party, which I think this is, like, the best thing they could have done. Best of both worlds. Yeah, you show up for your sister, but you don't want to fuck up that party. Mm -hmm. Because Kim would find a way to fuck it up immediately. Be like, I can't believe you didn't want me at my only good daughters only good <laughs> concert yeah um now yeah, i've got this just... trash heap lydia who's fucking boys via text message <laughs> <laughs> fucking lydia um yeah no i thought it was good and lydia seemed happy with it too so it yes. was all good yeah i think if ethan had gone down there and started a scene lydia would just have sobbed at her own party again yes yeah. that's how it always ends with the parents of the plaths Pretty much, pretty much. But so she rolls back down for the end of dancing. And she mm-hmm. no one asks her to dance at her own party, which great. Yep, we can definitely tell these are great family friends yeah. and longtime friends that she's had forever. Uh-huh. 
Um, so then they waltz. She waltzes with Philip, who finally asks her. And you can tell that Kim's fully trying to match Mike. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, is there interest between them? And it's like, I hope not, because. No, I don't think there is. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't think so either. But we'll see. Um, So we've finished the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we have a little another teaser of shit we really don't care about, but we do kind of care about because we love Mariah. But Mariah yes. gets her hair cut. She gets her trashy extensions out. She does, and she gets it dyed bright, vibrant purple. Which it was I so loved. good. I love. Yeah. It was perfect. Hell yeah. She was and like, I'm going to move to Tampa, and I'm going to dye my hair pink purple. Yeah, and um, just the balls purple. that Mariah has is amazing, because the first thing she does is pulls right up to the Plath family farm, and she's going to go show off her hair. She's <laughs> like, you like this? You like this? And of course, Barry and Kim pretend that they love it, but I'm sure they fucking hate it. I know. God. Barry yeah, just says, Barry. whoa, dude. <laughs> Shut up. That's, again, that's another fucking time where I kind of liked Barry because that's exactly what my dad says whenever <laughs> I've dyed my hair. He's just been like, whoa. Oh, no. Is your dad Barry yeah. Plath? He's not. He's very much not. My dad is very hands off. <laughs> Thank God. But they do have, like, tiny similarities insofar as my dad is also tall and kind of has similar hair. But that's about it. Uh, that's not that bad. No, that's kind of the typical dad hair. Yeah, I don't. I, I cannot think of a single similarity between my dad and Barry Plath, other than they're both men, fathers. Yep, that's it. Yep, they've they've sired children. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they're white people. Yeah, there you go. Yes, they are. They are white. That is for sure. So Maria, 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 Mariah is also there to kind of finally tell her the, f- the plans that they're all moving to tampa in two days in two days <laughs> which is amazing i love how they're like last minute we're not gonna fucking tell them until we're out the Hell door yeah. that is honestly so much respect for that fuck yes and so smart because fuck kim would have been there every single day probably would have fucking fucked up your like house sale i don't know yeah it, yeah no thanks um, but they touch a little bit on the subject of like whether or not they're going to be able to visit, what the circumstances are going to be like, because Ethan and Olivia are going to be there, obviously. And Mariah says, you know, they're welcome to come and visit Tampa and she'll spend time with them. They just like can't stay with them, which is very reasonable. And like, why the fuck would you want to stay with 20 yeah. year olds? Like, no. fuck, go get a hotel room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, thanks. Especially if you're going to bring like some of the kids too. like you're going to want yeah. hotel rooms anyway. Yeah. Get an Airbnb, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then um, Mariah kind of thanks them for accepting her. And um, it, I do think it's like frustrating because it's like, why? I don't know. I just don't know what to believe and what to not believe in terms of like how supportive they actually are. And if they I... are actually this supportive of Mariah, then like, why can't they be that way toward Olivia? I just don't understand. You got that one right. That's all. But I, I don't think I don't think they're supportive. I think Mariah and Lydia are trying to see the best of their bad situations. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're ready to go into the dark place that Ethan went to. Yeah, like, I, and I get that. My That's... family doesn't didn't necessarily care about me as an individual. My family hurt my prospects for my future. My family has told my wife that she's full of demons. Like my family has Mm -hmm. actively made my life worse for the past 20 years. Oh fuck. I'm going to have to deal with that. And then you freak out and drive across the country. Yeah, definitely. I get that. 
Um, I'm just glad that even like Mar- I'm just glad that Mariah is getting away is all there is yes. to it, and that she's at least Mariah is very like she can she's, she can make her own decisions and she's confident in her own decisions, and that's that's really good. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter if she goes no contact or just yeah, stays with whatever with Kim, but as long as she keeps herself. Yeah, which exactly. she's done through living there. I mean, shit. Yeah. <laughs> she lived there and wore makeup and saucy outfits, et cetera. It was just like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's a brave, a brave person. I'll say that. Yes. Much yeah. braver than I am. <laughs> I know. God. Oh, I think this part was the part where I actually kind of agreed with Barry, which I hated. Ugh. So Barry says that the hair is more shocking than the move to Tampa because he knows that um, Mariah is a lot like him. Mm-hmm. Or like, maybe he had shitty parents. Who knows? Maybe that's why Barry's such a shithead is because he had shitty yeah. parents. But regardless, Barry's like, uh, you know, she didn't ask for my opinion about Tampa. And I'm like, thank you. No yeah. one asked for your opinion about Tampa or the hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, cool. Well, and then he talks about how, like, he understands it because he went, you know, moved his whole yeah, life away. Yeah, moved from Minnesota to Florida, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. And so, I mean, that's good. But, yeah. Not much you can do about it anyway, so. Nope. But, yeah, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. All just, of them. Yes, that is the bottom line. <laughs> shut the fuck up. That's what Barry has learned that has make, made me like him 1% more. Mm-hmm. Is that he does sometimes need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, and he does it sometimes. Yeah, and he sometimes yeah. does just stay home when he's told to stay home. Yeah, he didn't used to be like that. That's why I think Barry, maybe, he was just the worst and dense. Yeah. Maybe. There's room know. for improvement. I don't Hopefully. think so. Hopefully. I hope but. so. So, <laughs> the next part, um, we're over at Ethan and Olivia's, and they're going through kind of last-minute things they want to do before they leave. And this is mm-hmm. where Olivia comes out and says that she wants to have a talk with him and Barry to kind of get some closure, close things off. And so she can say goodbye to the kids too. Yep. She's got to say what she needs to say. And she wants to bail. Mm-hmm. And Ethan's like, fuck that. I don't want to see them bitches. I want to leave forever. And I want to leave them in my rear view. And she's like, you know, that's fine for you. I would really like it. If you would go and stand at the car for me mm-hmm. and wait while I do this, that's yeah. all I need. <laughs> and yep. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. And then Elif- uh, Ethan seems to think, yeah, that's a reasonable request. So yeah. that's what they do. It's the day before the move. Do we uh-huh. want to talk about Micah's boat real quick or not? Micah has a boat. He puts Micah carpet in it. He yeah. spends a lot of money on his boat that he should be using for saving up to move. Yeah. Boat. Th- that's boat. really all there is to it. <laughs> Back to the more important stuff. Yes. Um, it's the day before the move. Ethan and Olivia are heading to the Plath house. Um, she just goes right up, knocks on the door. Lydia answers and asks to speak to Kim and Barry outside and they come on out. God, it was so much. Like, I know that Kim and Barry had to know because yeah. they had a camera crew in their house. Yeah. They knew something was going to happen, but they yeah. didn't know what. And yeah. it was just like the look on Kim and Barry's face when they see that it's Olivia standing out there being like, hey, I want to talk to you guys. They're just like, like uh, sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Olivia you know, says that she feels like that they intentionally meant to hurt and ostracize her. Uh, but that she has worked through those feelings and that she's no longer bitter and forgives them. 
which yeah. like the way that she worded it too it was just like so it was just like she you could tell she put so much thought into what she was gonna say oh and yeah it was it was very good very good and then of course kim's like well you know we never intentionally meant to hurt you we never yeah. wanted to do any of these things we and it's like you know what kim this is the time we yeah. learned this just a few minutes ago this is the time for you to shut the fuck up and say yeah I'm very sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you for coming to talk to us. I was glad that after Kim said we didn't mean to, that Olivia was like, I feel differently than that. Like, she wasn't like, okay. that's your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that she stood up yeah. and was like, I don't agree with that, but thank you. And then, of course, Olivia, with the perfect segue, she goes, okay, so now that we've had this, you said that once I made things right with yes. you, I could see the kids. <laughs> Can I see the kids? And they let him that was I, yep. I was glad that they did they didn't seem they seemed to like realize that like yep this is exactly what we said this there's nothing we can really argue here and yep. so um uh, I loved that Kim tried to hug Olivia and Olivia said no and she tried to hug Ethan too and Ethan said no I know and she was so fucking like shit about it like when she's she like, went inside she's hug. like I, I can't even be outside while they get hugs I didn't even get a hug and it's like you don't deserve a hug you, you yeah hug. it's like you feel you should feel lucky for that Olivia came over at all and said yeah. what she said because that is it way more mature than most people would be and yeah. yeah but I was so glad that Ethan and Olivia had a moment with all of the kids and got to hug yeah. them and say goodbye and tell them you know that they still like I think that especially for like the little girls with Olivia like it was important for her to let them know that like she hadn't forgotten them that she still loves them yeah. that it's not them that caused the anything between their relationship yeah. So I was happy that they had that moment. It was good. It was sweet. Um, yeah, all the goodbyes were cute and sweet and sad, and I'm glad mm -hmm. that they got to see them. Um, and Kim and Barry, the only good fucking thing Barry said was, well, it was better than the last meetup in the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> that was we're funny. Like, yeah, there's not ways that it could have been much fucking worse unless no. somebody ended up shot. <laughs> you would hope not. God, even still, when I see, like, flashbacks to that, it, Ugh. like, stresses me out so much. So it's, much. Like, so much like you could tension. just show me a picture of where ethan right after ethan says you cannot go see my wife in yeah. the car and, and he holds barry's hand like barry's arm with his hand yeah if you just showed me that picture i would just be like <gasps> yeah it's like you could feel you could feel the tension like pouring out of it oh it's, it's so, so bad oh um, my gosh but this whole thing seemed to go well. Yeah. It was cute and good. good. And Ethan seemed to have a nice time that he was able to see his siblings before he moved to Tampa. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was very smart of Olivia, yeah. too, to yeah. have him come. I'm glad, Just yeah. in case. She definitely knew what she was doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's very smart. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, Ethan talks about how the last year has been the most painful in his whole life, but that he's grown in many different ways. And he said that he used to feel like olivia was like the head that turned his neck but he's realized because that's what he grew up seeing essentially yeah. was his mom doing the same to his dad but he's you know since realized that he is a, his own person and is every much as part of the relationship as olivia so not only yep. should he be like doing the work but he also has say in things as well yep yeah no it was good it, mm -hmm. everybody ended up good yeah um so we're at the last <laughs> day in Cairo. Yes. And we go to Mariah and Micah's house and Micah's gone. Micah's fled. Micah's gone west. <laughs> He's just randomly moved to LA with like no warning. A car and... full of shit and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, they Ethan ends up FaceTiming him and they get him on camera and he's just like, Yeah, I'm staying with a friend in LA. Yeah. I'm sure. I've got so many matches on dating apps, yeah. he says. <laughs> I'm Ethan sure he says, does. Don't do them all. Just select the best hen. And then Micah <laughs> said, or 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, He's going to go hoe it up out there. Yeah, go hoe it up. Just wear um, protection. Yeah, That's exactly. For you. <laughs> as long as you're being honest about it, and just be a hoe. Yeah, just be a hoe. Hoe is yeah. not the bad part. It's the, like, but getting people pregnant or, like, STDs or cheating. Just... Hoe around. Yeah. Hoe and be, be but hoe responsibly. Hoe responsibly. Ho, yes, exactly. That's what we should have had instead of the like milk commercials. Yeah. Hoe responsibly. Hoe responsibly. Um, then Ethan and Olivia, there's a little scene of them kind of saying their final goodbyes to their house and thinking over the good time good things that happened and mm-hmm. it was very sweet. It was so cute. And then Ethan walked out of the house behind Olivia and said, goodbye, little old house on 7th Street. And then he gets up to the car and he says, let's get the fuck out of Cairo. Yeah. yeah, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) And then they're on their way. They're on their way, guys. I'm just so I'm so happy for them. I'm happy that they are pretty far away from Cairo. And I'm glad that they have each other, that it's like not just Mm -hmm. Mariah moving down there or whatever. It's nice that they have that built in support already there. Yeah, um, especially because they don't know anything about the world still. Exactly. They're so sheltered <laughs> that it's nice to have somebody who's like in the exact situation as them mm-hmm. um, to really go through it together. So um, I don't know. I just have a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope for them. I do, too. They give me hope that maybe the Duggars and the Bates and everybody will eventually have children <sighs> who break free. I don't know. You'd think there's 19 of each of them. You'd think that. <sighs> I mean, how many of the plots have like eight? something nine? i don't know nine uh, Osana, right the old girl yeah. who's not in there ethan old girl old girl, old girl. <laughs> <laughs> ethan um, micah mariah lydia lydia isaac, isaac and then there's three little girls so yeah mercy nine. cassia yeah nine yeah nine. yeah that's not even that many how'd no, you lose this many of them yeah it's less <laughs> than half like god you're really not doing a good job not very effective at your uh, controlling parenting skills. Mm. Imagine that. <laughs> I'm glad they're bad at it. Yeah, honestly, same. Um, but I think that about wraps us up for this week and for season three of Plathville. What what a season it was. What a season. <laughs> if you have anything you'd like to say about this episode or any of our other episodes, or if you have any suggestions for things you'd like us to talk about in the future, feel free to shoot us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. And you can find us everywhere on the internet at TV Literate. We're on Reddit, Tumblr, Insta, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere. If you look for us, we're probably there. Mm-hmm. And send us any cool things you find or any, like, Duggar news. Because, you know, there's a lot of Duggar news right now with the Lots trial going, going on. on. We're yeah. hooked in. But, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> if you guys want to help with any of our hosting costs, drop us a dollar. You can at www forward slash tv literate yes and um it would also be great if you could leave us a review and tell us how we're doing and we will see you guys next week with another episode Bye bye bye